the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Funny presidential contest. We get more from White House correspondent Greg Clugston. The president tweets that Joe Biden won because the election was rigged. He claims that no vote watchers or observers were allowed, even though Trump campaign lawyers acknowledged in court that observers were present. The presidential technology firm of deleting or switching votes, claiming that Dominion Voting Systems is a radically left, privately owned company. Mr. Trump's tweets were flagged by Twitter as disputed. Greg Clugston, The White House. China, Japan, and 13 other Asian Pacific nations have agreed to found the world's largest trading bloc, a deal many hope will hasten the region's recovery from the shocks of the pandemic. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. We'll look at the very critical runoff for two Senate seats in Georgia. They're two very different elections. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. Coming up next on The Patriot just after 1 o'clock here on a Sunday. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're a coffee drinker or you know a coffee drinker, tell them about our coffee giveaway. We're giving away a year's supply, the mother load of Thrive Farmers Coffee plus tea and some other prizes to one fan club member. Join that Patriot fan club for free and register to win the mother load of coffee at am1280thepatriot.com. Your forecast calls for a windy day, a wind advisory till 6, gradual clearing and 32 for our high. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to our broadcast right here, AM 1280 The Patriot. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also reach out via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and be sure to like us there as well. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Consigliere kind of threw me off a little bit. We usually play this theme at the opening of the second hour. So I almost said, welcome back to the second hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. But I, I composed myself. So, John, good to see you as always, sir. Thanks for pitching in on a uh, moment's notice. Wait, two, two rough starts to two weeks. I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> I'll I don't get it eventually here. Two rough starts. I don't even remember what happened last week, so it must not have been, that, must not have been a big deal. So. I'm just shaking off the rust. Glad to be with you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to be here, and uh, hopefully, I, I have a feeling we probably have more uh, li- folks tuning in live. I almost said more live listeners. Well, if you're listening to this program, you're you are live. We would hope, uh, <laughs> but we, we probably have more listeners tuning in live than normal because, well, number one, the Vikings not only do they stink this year, uh, they play tomorrow night, and secondly, it's cold and blustery out there. I mean, it's only in the mid 30s as far as temperature, but boy, that wind was whipping up and. I made the mistake of pumping some gasoline without my gloves on. So, yeah, it's uh, it's cold out there, but glad to have you with us. But if you do happen to be tuning in uh, via the podcast, uh, we certainly appreciate uh, your support there as well. I'm going to talk to our political walk, Matt Makoviak at 115. I'm going to talk about the uh, latest in the election lawsuits filed by the Trump campaign as well as the Georgia Senate runoff races. Uh, I, I'm thinking if if you're a 
staunch conservative Republican, the focus ought to be squarely on the Georgia runoff elections. Um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Joe, on January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden will be sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. It's a fait accompli. Uh, well, again, we'll talk about the election lawsuits, but at the end of the day, they're not going to yield the results necessary to give Trump reelections. Not happening. And I get it. Media and whomever else, they don't call the election. That's up to the electors when they cast their votes in mid-December and the electors will honor the will of the people in each of their respective states. And Joe Biden right now sits at 306 electoral votes to Donald Trump's 232, which is a complete reversal from what happened in 2016 when Trump had 306 in his Democrat opponent, then Hillary Clinton had 232. But I I, I will say, look, it, it's it's one thing to say that there were irregularities, there may have been a little chicanery taking place at some of these polling places, it is possible for that some of these claims that the Trump campaign and Trump himself has made, it's, it is possible for there to be a grain of truth to what he's saying, but also no way that there is enough to overturn uh, the election where it stands now, Joe Biden uh, being the president-elect. And again, I'm not going to get into the semantics. Of, well, president-elect, that's not, a, that, that's not a legitimate term until the, the electors uh, cast, their, cast their votes. Well, we've been using president-elect once it was pretty much fait accompli that uh, a certain individual won the presidential race. Like when Hillary Clinton conceded to Donald Trump, I think, Wednesday after Election Day in 2016, we were calling him president-elect Trump, even though electors hadn't cast their votes. So let's not play these silly little games. You, you look foolish. Okay, again, don't know who needs to hear all that, uh, but there it is. But I will say that these lawsuits that Trump is bringing forth, even though it won't be enough to overturn the results, it could possibly play a role in tightening things up for future elections. And even if Trump were to fall short, he could at least take some solace in that the actions his campaign did made our system that much more secure and that much more uh, and giving people that much more comfort in that the vote was done securely and honestly and with complete transparency. That's that's all we should ask for is transparency. But that's not that's not who Trump is. Trump is all about, well, Trump. <laughs> I mean, let's just be perfectly honest. And Andrew McCarthy at National Review wrote a piece uh, last week talking about uh, Trump's vote count lawsuits and what the election endgame is. And I'll read just a last few paragraphs on this. Uh, Rudy, former New York City uh, Rudy Mayor Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, by the way, is kind of heading up the uh, legal team, which um, just as an aside, if you're going to file lawsuits questioning the integrity of the vote and how the votes were cast, it's probably a good idea to have all your ducks in a row. If you've been if you've been signaling that there looks to be fraud in the upcoming election several weeks before the election took place and then you say okay fraud did take place, wouldn't you think that you would have uh shall we say all your ducks in a row, all the i's dotted, t's crossed when it comes to the legal filings because a lot of these legal filings were thrown out because they didn't meet the bare minimum standard uh, that courts require in order to move forward on a case. So, again, I can't ever emphasize enough I'm no legal beagle, but that's that's kind of seems to be what ha- what's happened here. Uh, again, Rudy Giuliani, he was stressing that the poll watchers, uh, while he's stressing the poll watchers, he hasn't said much about the people doing the actual canvassing of ballots, the county election boards. Under Pennsylvania law, it is required that there be a minority representation. There be minority representation on these boards. The count itself is supposed to be a bipartisan exercise. Moreover, while representatives of the candidates and major parties are permitted to act as poll watchers, monitoring but not necessarily auditing, the process state law strictly limits their number. Thus, reviewing thus reviewing courts may find the county boards had discretion to keep some out 
and some at distance as long as the count itself was conducted in bipartisan cooperation. And you see, the president also isn't helping his cause by constantly tweeting out, this election is rigged, it's, it was fraud, it's unconstitutional. Well, first of all, not allowing people to, uh, or as many people as you desire, to watch ballots, that's not unconstitutional, okay? For, for a sitting president to say that's embarrassing, but <clears throat> I digress. Uh, that said, the law also requires that each county board must conduct inspections to verify that the absentee voter whose ballot has been submitted has the right to vote. Giuliani's witnesses indicate that this procedure was not carried out in a meaningful way. When asked whether he could prove this default, Giuliani countered that with absentee ballots, the burden of proof should be on the state, which claims that they are valid. It should not be on the challenger, who does not have access to the physical ballots, indeed whose access was denied, the witnesses say. Further, Pennsylvania law says that once the canvassing starts, it shall continue until all absentee ballots and mail-in ballots received prior to the close of the polls have been canvassed. To the extent it has been reported that there were pauses in the counting, I have not found any provision in Pennsylvania law that would authorize a canvas to be stopped prior to completion, which obviously could invite problems depending on how ballots were secured during any pauses. In sum, the Trump campaign's fraud allegation is more theoretically aimed at the system of voting than concretely aimed at demonstrating the fraudulence of any particular ballot. But it is not entirely theoretical. Juliana produced three witnesses who raised disturbing questions about the process, and he says he could produce over 50 such witnesses. He also says that the derelictions occurred in other states. He explicitly mentioned Georgia, Michigan, and North Carolina at the press conference. Plainly, the Trump strategy is, A, cast sufficient doubt on hundreds of thousands of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh mail-in ballots that the court order a re-canvas, which is closely scrutinized, and B, continue prodding the Supreme Court to invalidate many thousands of ballots arrived late, i.e., were received under the court's three-day extension, which countermanded the 8 p.m. Election Day deadline set by the state legislature, the body constitutionally empowered to set voting rules. Okay, well, now... This is this was been part of my frustration. There was a legitimate beef that the Trump campaign had and needed to just uh, let their legal team see it through. But instead, when he gets on Twitter and constantly is throwing out all of these kooky conspiracy theories and these just unfounded claims, it's going to undermine the case. And guess what? The defendants are going to be able to use that rhetoric that the Trump that Trump himself is putting forth to fortify their own case, they fortify their own defense. So again, there there has already been a ruling where a lot of these ballots that arrived after the deadline, which was set by the state legislature, but then uh, revised. I think it was by the um, by the Secretary of State. Uh, they they were being held aside, but. Uh, how the, how secure they were, you know, again, that's another issue that could be brought forth. But to continually undermine your own cause, it's just, it's, it's infuriating. And the problem is, if you're going to assert that every vote you lost or every key state that you needed to win, you ended up losing, that it was done fraudulently and there were dead people voting, okay, then all of a sudden... That throws into peril the Georgia U.S. Senate runoffs, because if if you have people in Georgia who are starting to question the integrity of that vote down there, they're going to how many of them are going to say, well, you know, why should we bother to vote if it's going to be stolen from us? And I mean, you're basically suppressing your own side, which, again, Trump has been all about Trump during this entire run, whether it was his first campaign when it looked to be that he was going to lose in 2016 and it looked to be that he was going to bring down key Senate races and key U.S. House members with him. Now, he 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 recovered in time thanks to James Comey reopening Hillary's email scandal that helped Trump win in 2016. But the point is, is that he doesn't take into consideration that there were a lot of good things that happened because House candidates and Senate candidates were carrying forward the Trump agenda and appealed to a lot of non-traditional Republican voters. And there's still an opportunity to make some hay here. But I'll just I'll finish up uh, this piece by, again, this Andrew McCarthy at National Review. I suspect the lawsuits 
will not get traction if state officials can demonstrate that the actual counting of ballots at the county level was a bipartisan process in which Republicans meaningfully participated, and if they produce credible poll watcher witnesses of their own to rebut the claims of the GOP poll watchers. If the president fails to get traction in Pennsylvania, it will be time to concede to presumptive president-elect Biden. Pennsylvania is not sufficient for Trump to pull the proverbial rabbit out of the hat, but it is necessary. So, yeah, again, that's a key point. Even if he gets Pennsylvania alone, if he's only at 232 now, Pennsylvania would give him 252. He's still falling well short. And they've already agreed to recount all of the votes in Georgia where Trump is trailing by 0.3%, which ends up being about a little over 14,000 votes. Now, again, 0.3% is not a lot, but 14,000 votes is, and rarely does a recount yield a dramatically different result if a lead of 14,000 is is currently in play. So, uh, again, I, I don't see that the president is going to uh, concede with grace here, but at the end of the day, those who are doing the old pearl clutching of, of him not conceding, yeah, he may be kind of fly, uh, you know running afoul of, of a fine American tradition of presidents, presidential candidates who lose graciously conceding and then sitting on the platform during the, the inauguration. Okay, that's that's all fine and good. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the electors when they make cast their votes for each of the states and they will reflect the will of the people. And that means Joe Biden will be officially inaugurated on January 20th, 2021. But in the meantime, Let's let these lawsuits play out. I'm willing to do that, knowing full well that they probably won't yield a dramatically different result. I just wish the President of the United States himself uh, would give us extend us all that same courtesy and not comment on a legal matter, but that's just not in his nature. Let's be perfectly honest. We'll talk a little bit more about this with our guest, Matt Makoviak, coming up, starting in the next segment, and we'll take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. It hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson and the Clothes are coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. I can't go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. 
And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Can I get some nasty bass? Welcome back, AM 1280, Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions. As always, we want to check in with our national political wonk, Matt Makoviak, to uh, talk about, uh, real quick, some uh, Georgia runoff uh, elections. Obviously, that is the next uh, critical juncture in our election cycle coming up. January 5th, which will essentially decide the uh, balance of power in the United States Senate. Of course, you can ca- catch uh, Mac's, uh, Matt McCoviak's podcast, a Mac on Politics podcast on uh, Google Play, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you find uh, your podcast regularly. Uh, Matt, always good to be joined by you, sir. How are you? Hey, Brad. I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing well. Thanks so much. Uh, Matt, we know uh, your time is short, so I guess uh, we'll get right to it. Uh, the uh, uh, It's assuming that uh, uh, Joe Biden will be inaugurated on uh, January 20th as president, and uh, if so... Then obviously uh, the key focus is on the United States Senate, which would be essentially the only backstop against the uh, Democrats' uh, progressive agenda of court packing, ending the legislative filibuster. So I guess kind of looking ahead, incumbent Republican senators David Perdue, Kelly Leffler, both in runoff elections, kind of give us, I guess, a 10,000-foot overview, Matt McCoviak, how you're handicapping this, and is uh, the president uh, narrowly losing in Georgia going to have uh, any kind of impact on the Republicans in the, uh, these particular races? Yeah, I think these races are going to get nationalized, and I think that you're not going to have, you know, presidential-level turnout. It's a special election. It's a, or, excuse me, it's a runoff. Right. It basically functions almost as a special election. Um, you're going to have, you know, three, $400 million spent in six weeks in Georgia, which is just, you know, ridiculous. Um, but it's interesting. You know, both sides have a lot, you know, to lose and a lot to gain here. Uh, you know, the Democrats really thought they were going to have their majority in the U.S. Senate, and as of now, they don't. And this, they have to win both seats just to get to a 50-50 tie right. where the vice president breaks the tie, which would at least give them the majority and give them the ability to control the Senate floor. Um, and, and it does make possible, you know, if they got took the majority to, to get rid of the filibuster and perhaps do things like pack the Supreme Court. Uh, but, you know, the stakes are high here. Um, you know, Republicans are, are disappointed. As you say, it appears the president has lost re-election, barring some kind of significant legal miracle in multiple states. Um, and so the reality now is, you know, if, if Republicans can maintain control of the Senate, we can prevent the Democrats and, and the new administration from doing really, really extreme things. They'll still be able to put executive orders in place. You know, they'll get some cabinet people confirmed. They'll nominate some judges. Uh, and they may may find opportunities to do things in a bipartisan way, uh, in in limited fashion. Perhaps on things like COVID stimulus, perhaps infrastructure, perhaps a middle class tax cut. You could see a scenario where those kind of things might be possible on a bipartisan basis. But that's not where the energy of the Democratic Party is. I mean, they sure. they want the Green New Deal in place. They want Medicare for all in place. They want to pack the Supreme Court. As long as Republicans hold at least one of these Senate seats and hopefully two uh, on January fifth, uh, they're going to stop. Biden and the Democrats from doing those things for at least two years. Now, along that end, you you know you alluded to the fact if the if the Democrat candidates are Raphael Warnick, who's opposing uh, Kelly Loeffler, and then John Ossoff, who's opposing uh, David Perdue, if the Democrats both emerge victorious, like you say, it'd be a fifty fifty tie with assuming a Vice President Harris breaking all ties. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of late, particularly the the things that he's been signaling. Uh, West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin saying he's not interested in the defunding the police, expanding the Supreme Court, getting rid of the legislative filibuster. There's always rumors, speculation that he might be courted by uh, Mitch McConnell to perhaps uh, switch parties, join the Republican side like West Virginia Governor uh, Jim Justice did a couple of years ago. Uh, 
you hearing any scuttle about that matter? Is it just uh, just sheer rumor at this point? Yeah, I don't think he'll switch parties. I think that if he was going to do that, the time to do that would have been before his last election, his last re-election when Trump was in office. I mean, Trump won in West Virginia in 2016 by something like 40%. Right. Uh, and so he ran for re-election. I'm trying to remember. I think it was 2018. Yes. Um, he ran for re-election in 2018, you know, recognizing that he had that difficulty uh, but didn't feel the need to change parties. Okay. You know, I think he's going to stick it out inside the Democratic Party. Uh, but, you know, he has said he's not going to support PAC in the Supreme Court or, or uh, you know, eliminating the filibuster. His vote has really never been there when Republicans have needed it. So he's he's there when you don't need him. He's not there when you do need him. And he really hasn't st- stood up to Democrats in any meaningful way in the Senate in his now uh, second term in office. So so you're saying that that so his saying that he wouldn't vote to pack the Supreme Court or in the filibuster is that that just baked wind. He's not really uh, serious about that. Is that is that what I'm understanding? We, I, I don't see how conservatives and people who are concerned about this can take that to the bank. Given okay, his, interesting. Given his past votes, yeah. I mean, it, it, look, it is. It's it's interesting rhetorically, and he's clearly stated it. So it would be really hypocritical if he ended up, you know, breaking his breaking what he said on that. But I, I just don't think we want to, you know, put the entire future of the country and the you know, very foundation of our system, you know, up up for grabs based on whether Joe Manchin is going to be courageous or not. No, that's an excellent point. And, and you know, we talked about he was reelected in 2018, I think, that, and he didn't get a majority of the vote, if you remember right. Yeah. Uh, and plus, he voted for uh, Brett Kavanaugh, which was a month before the election. Had he not voted for Kavanaugh, I think that probably would have sunk his reelection term. So to your point, I think he kind of <laughs> he kind of does things that are in the best interest of Joe Manchin more than anything else. So, OK, well, that's interesting. So uh, obviously our focus should be where it is, and that is the Republicans winning uh, both seats. Uh, Matt, we only have a few minutes left with you. I, I do want to, before I let you go, do want to get to uh, your state of Texas. Of course, we, we hear this uh, last couple of election cycles, particularly when Beto O'Rourke uh, gained national notoriety running against Ted Cruz in 2018, that Texas was finally going blue. They're finally moving uh, moving a little left where there's possibility the state could be in play. And not only did uh, the president win uh, the state of Texas again by about six points, John Cornyn won his Senate seat quite handily, and none of your U.S. House members, uh, uh, none of the uh, House seats held by Republicans in the U.S. House were flipped by uh, Democrats. So uh, kudos to you all in uh, in Texas keeping it red. I guess uh, there's been a lot of speculation as to what the Republican Party is doing there to uh, kind of fend off that uh, that blue tidal wave that just hasn't happened. Uh, what's kind of some of the uh, key points that is keeping that state red, Matt McCoviak? Yeah, I mean, this election was a disaster for Democrats in Texas, and that was really not the expectation in the closing days. I think there was a real belief that they could win three or four or five of the congressional seats and perhaps even take back the state house majority, which was going to be very significant. Um, and they, not only did, 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 did they not pick up a congressional seat or even a net state house seat, um, they they you know fell behind at the statewide level too. Uh, not just with the, the Trump victory of six points, the corner victory of ten points. They didn't win uh, the railroad Christian spot they wanted. And they didn't win one or two of the Supreme Court seats they were con- contesting. So, look, they had all the advantages. You know, Trump Trump's uh, you know kind of low approval rating. You know, his sort of dislike uh, the dislike likability he has in his image. You had a political environment that was uniquely advantageous for Democrats with COVID, all the questions around that, the economic shutdown. So, look, I think what happened here in Texas is we had good candidates running really good campaigns, and I know that the, the voter contact that we did at the, at the, you know, on the ground, particularly with door knocking, was a significant advantage. You know, the other piece here that's really important is Republicans gained a net of 150,000 new voters in 2020 since the last election in 2018 mm. just on voter registration alone over the Democrats. I mean that I know that effort took five or maybe ten million dollars once it was all said and done. I mean, it's a you know massive undertaking, and it's difficult work to to register new voters. But that made a difference. Uh, you know, Trump was ahead by about a hundred thousand votes when early voting ended in Texas, and he extended that that lead considerably with with election day, where he had you know significant margins everywhere. I guess the last thing to point out, Brad, is that that we did great in South Texas among the Latino voters. Yes. Trump did, and a lot of Republican candidates did, and that's a sign that they're rejecting sort of the progressive agenda. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I believe there was one uh, particular county that they've been touting down in South Texas, which is about 95, 96 percent Hispanic, which Hillary won, I think, handily in 2016, but Joe Biden barely won, and it just shows that uh, what the inroads that the party is making with uh, uh, different demographics, I think they've 
uh, non-white voters were up to 26% uh, at last count, which is not levels not seen since Nixon. So it is it is definitely going the right direction and all the new fantastic female candidates that were ushered into the U.S. House. Um, yeah, de- aside from Trump losing, I think we can all agree that it was definitely a fantastic election for Republicans. So, again, Matt, kudos to you folks uh, down there in Texas for uh, – uh, just continuing to work, not taking anything for granted. We appreciate it. So, And we appreciate your time, sir, today, as always. Uh, rest up the rest of the weekend, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Brad. Take care. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, TB, if you are still on the line, I promise we will take your call when we come back immediately right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping? Yeah, that sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same-day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call. 612-THE-BIRD. Early Bird Electric. 612-THE-BIRD. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. As I am closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, you can hear my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. Every Saturday from nine to eleven a.m., it is the King Banyan Show, one of the finest shows on economics in the Upper Midwest. Ah, let's say the entire country. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg in these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot. Mitch is the headliner edition of the NAR and Hearn Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on these very airwaves. And I'm closing out weekends on Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And if TB is still with us, uh, we can uh, take his call. Uh, TB, we appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. 
Hey, thank you very much for uh, giving me the opportunity to express my opinion about this uh, past election. Of course. Um, yeah, say, uh, first, you know, uh, I am uh, not involved in politics, so I am the average Joe, you know, uh, waking up in the morning, going to work and paying taxes. So, uh, you know, maybe you can say I'm one of the deplorable baskets, you know, or the chumps, you know. So <laughs> I would never, TB, I, I would never say that, never. I say, I just want to, you know, say this, you know, uh, over the past years, you know, uh, we all witnessed, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the resistance which the Democrats uh, opposed uh, to this uh, administration. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, you know, it is a really, you know, naive thing that these people, you know, are going to go uh, at the voting booth and all their resistance is going to stop at the voting booth. Uh, it, it is it, every, and, and I might be guilty, you know, uh, listening too much, you know, uh, at the, the different uh, radio stations, which you might, you know, say that there are fake radio stations or whatever. But, you know, I cannot um, stop myself uh, to not believe that uh, it indeed it was, you know, uh, a... Uh, a massive fraud because if uh, you mathematically you know uh, you put you know uh, the votes you know on a graph on all the states which uh, uh, are contested right now the, 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 the numbers you know along the graph they, they just don't uh, align so that's one thing you know i want to say okay. second you know it is second i just want to mention you know this uh, that uh, you know uh, you mentioned that trump it's you know trump for himself you know in four years I, since I came here, you know, I, I voted, you know, Republican down the line. And my ma major concern was, uh, you know, the immigration uh, system. Sure. Uh, it's fixed and needs to be broken. None of them did anything. They came in, they promised, and none of them did anything. Mr. Trump came in, and at least I've seen that he tried. Mm -hmm. He tried to do something about it. And that speaks volume to a little chump like me. Uh, and again, you know, like I said, Biden got the title president-elect. That's fine. You know, like, you know, I understand what you said, you know, a couple of minutes ago. Sure. He is going, you know, after the day of uh, proclaiming himself the president-elect, he said that it's time now for uh, healing. And to me, you know, seeing what's happening today in New York when the Antifa and the BLM, you know, uh, it's punching, you know, Trump supporters yep. just because, you know, they have a different opinion. Right. It, it, it just tells me, you know, that these are just empty words. Yes. Empty words. Agreed. And this election, if doesn't go to the proper channels, and if people who are in charge with this contest, they do not come 100% transparent, it's not going to be any peaceful transition. It will never be a peaceful transition. Right. And I hate to tell you, I came in this country, and when I got in this country, it was 30 years ago, somebody asked me, why did you come in the United States? Mm -hmm. And you know what I told them? I said, I didn't want to go in Germany, although they offered me political asylum. I didn't want to go in England. They offered me political asylum. I didn't want to go in Australia. They offered me political asylum. I want to come in the United States because if this country is going to go communist or socialist, it will never be any place out there for me to go to. Mm. Very well. I see it, you know, yeah. I see it. If people here in a politics who think that giving for free things, you know, and, and printing money, it's not going to come back later on and haunt them. They are dreaming. These people are not smarter than those in Venezuela who thought about themselves that they can take that, that country toward a socialist path and, you know, satisfy everybody and everything is going to be nice and dandy. It never happened. It never will. So... Before I take my comments off the air, I just want to say this, that yes, 
Mr. Trump needs to go to every legal means to get at the bottom of this. Sure. I wish the Supreme Court would get involved, even though that's a long shot. But nothing it will uh, satisfy the 7 million chumps and deplorable baskets (laughs) to say, okay, let's set aside our differences and work toward future. Nothing less than that it will satisfy us. Okay. So it's very important, you know, for this to take its proper legal action. And yes, who's going to, you know, be proclaimed after that, uh, you know, the president-elect? Then we all, you know, move forward in the same direction. Until that, not, until that thing's not, it's not happening, that's not going to be possible. And I'm going to take my comment of the year. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, TB, thank you. I appreciate those uh, fantastic comments. Yeah, someone like TB that uh, comes on, uh, you know, gets to gets all the time he wants because uh, you know he's got he's a there's a reason why he came to this country and he indicated why he didn't go to those other countries. Look, I just to clarify, I'm not against you know I'm not against the the lawsuits per se. I believe that we need to get all the answers if there's some shenanigans going on. I, I believe that, but again, my biggest issue with these lawsuits is how disjointed they were in being filed and how courts were rejecting. Some of these, uh, some of these filings, because of key information, either missing or not being clarified or what have you, and and my 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 thing is, look, you've been signaling for months that you anticipate voter fraud and that there's go, there's going to be evidence of voter fraud in some of these states, just changing their laws willy nilly. Well, like here in Minnesota, where the Secretary of State went ahead and usurped the legislature and said, yeah, for X number of days after Election Day, as long as ballots are postmarked November 3rd, we'll accept those ballots. You know, yeah, those things should absolutely be challenged. No doubt about it. But my problem is if if you're going to make these legal challenges on for Election Day poll on based on irregularities you you believe you see at Election Day polling places, then goodness sakes, have have everything ready to go. It's It's been embarrassing. And Rudy Giuliani is a shell of what he was when he was New York City mayor during 9-11. It's just ah, it's crazy, just, just crazy stuff. And, and so, TB, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Look, um, my, my thing has always been, uh, and I, I may get to this as the last segment, yeah, if, if, you're, if the Biden camp is really serious about unity and healing and whatnot, they would have been on the front lines condemning what happened yesterday in Washington, D.C. with the Antifa and BLM, uh, I think it was just Antifa. I don't want to lump BLM in. I know BLM was there, but I don't know if they were committing violence like Antifa was. But the Biden camp would be first in line to say, look, we disagree with people, and that is that is absolutely patriotic and the American way, but violence is not. The Biden camp would have been the first to condemn that. And I think Biden had already taken a lid by that point, so maybe he got to it this morning, who's to say? have no idea. Uh, we do want to get to some more callers. Mark in St. Louis Park's line, line 2. Mark, you go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, Brad, thanks for taking my call. You know, I've got a decent voice, and I've sung in the past, but it's kind of like following uh, Frank Sinatra. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> follow Phoebe. Right. God almighty. Of all, of all Sundays, somebody call in, but thank you again for taking my call. I think the, the, the Democrats, the never-Trumpers, they don't get it with us loyal Trump supporters. We're so emotionally attached to the guy because he's the first one who kept his promise on both trade and immigration. No other Republicans did, and that's and that's a key for for uh, for, for people to understand that. And I, and I will say, uh, 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 I think uh, as far as voter issues, Republicans they always bring a knife to a gunfight, and they probably should have hired away Mark Elias from the Perkins Coie firm away from the Democrats because they're that that they live for that. But can I just say one thing? And I apologize. You probably I hope you don't get mad. But uh, as far as the the, the 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 comment about the James Comey opening an investigation might have tilt the uh, election towards Trump and any, every post and uh, election analysis. And I've never talked to anybody. I've got several Democrat friends who even knew about that being open five days before. I don't think there's one person in the country who had to change their vote, or get, not vote for, change their vote from Hillary to Trump because of James Comey opening up 
an investigation. So um, I can't disagree with you more about that. But this, but thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I can't ultimately say it. I mean, it's just hearsay on my point to say on my part to say it actually swung the election, but it had an impact. You can say you can say it it didn't make all the difference, uh, and I'd be hard pressed to disagree. But it had an impact. It did, and that's that was the only point uh, I was making because. There's no way Trump could have recovered from the uh, TMZ audio where he talked about grabbing a woman, you know, where a month before the election, were it not for Hillary being such an awful candidate. And I think it wasn't so much Trump won it is that Hillary was an awful candidate. And then it was punctuated by Comey reopening the email investigation again. You're right. It 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 it, it may not have completely swung the election, but it definitely uh, had an impact. Uh, the other caller drop off line three. OK. All right. So, yeah, uh, I'll I'll pro- I'll get to that. Uh, that I was planning to get to that um, my uh, final segment. So good calls as always. I always appreciate it. But I, I want to get to that um, in the final segment, how these calls for unity are really calls for capitulation. And that's the title of a David Harsani piece that he wrote at the uh, Daily Signal. And hey, folks, we're still here to take your phone calls. 651 651- 289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with a final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through my three quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. With United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plans, there's so much to take advantage of, like $0 copays on hundreds of prescription drugs. Wow. Pick up at your local pharmacy or take advantage of free delivery. To learn more, visit AdvantageWow.com. Wow. Uh-huh. That's AdvantageWow.com. $0 copay may be restricted to particular tiers, preferred medications, or mail-order prescriptions during the initial coverage phase and may not apply during the coverage gap or catastrophic stage. Free delivery with preferred mail-order pharmacies. Wow. Missing the feeling of flying? Don't let travel concerns stop you. Thunderbird Aviation, located at Flying Cloud and Crystal Airports, offers scenic flights across the Twin Cities. View your home from above, fly above Lake Minnetonka, or let us know where you'd like to go. Email Thunderbird at fly at thunderbirdaviation.com or call 952-941-1212 to schedule your scenic flight today. And tune in to the World of Aviation on Sunday morning at 10 on AM 1280, The Patriot. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back, AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
It's me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour, a short segment. And we have a couple of callers on the line, so we want to get to them as soon as we can. Mark and Hopkins, Mark, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi. Uh, I went through every state's results from this last election, compared it to 2016, found something interesting that uh, Biden only increased his votes in uh, in four bright blue states, New York, Illinois, California, and D.C., by 5%. The rest of the country, he increased it by 28%. I, I don't believe, and uh, Trump increased his vote in, in all sections of the country. I don't believe those are true figures. I believe that many votes that Biden got were actually not cast by people. They were uh, created by people working on the Internet to get registered. And I believe that the way you can prove that is by mailing out uh, uh, surveys to, uh, like, pick a city, Minneapolis, for instance, mail uh, surveys to 2,000 people, send out another 500 with fictitious names, ask uh, 2,000 people who voted, ask, did you vote, and who did you vote for, would you mind telling us? And when we get it back, I, I would suspect that 25% of those sent out are going to come back as undeliverable, and that some of the 500 sent to fictitious, fictitious names are going to say, yes, I voted. So that's the only way we can prove it. If indeed there were millions of votes cast in this last election uh, that were not from real voters, we can show it through that method. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the uh, call. We do want to get to Barb's call on line two. Barb and Elk River, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Mark, right? Is Barb yes, there? I'm from Elk River. Okay. Yes, can you hear me? I can. Go I, ahead, Barb. I just, want, I just wanted to make a comment that as a conservative, I do want to let you know you have just made a comment on the previous section that, hey, you're all for you know, counting the votes, the lawsuits. You don't have a problem with it, but let's do it. Uh, why didn't you have all your cards on the table? You have to let us, the people know. There's time frames involved. The precedent that was set was Bush and Gore. I mean, how much? How many days and weeks did they get? This is all new to us. About five or six. If, even if the Democrats hold the White House, what we need to do is expose every single fraudulent vote, how it happened, and make sure it doesn't happen in the future. People are giving up hope. And I don't know if you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. I don't care. It's the future of our country, and we need to sound positive. And I don't think you are, Mark. I I'm don't. Brad. I'm you, Brad, by the way. Oh, you're Brad. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I had asked, <laughs> It's all good, Barb. Thank you. No, I thought I had that cleared up before I got on. No, no, no. Brad, Mark was our anyways, caller. <laughs> you, have a, you have a great voice, but you Thank still you. have a tone of, of negativism, and we can't have that conservative undertone needs to be positive because even though there's fraudulent votes like i said we've got to expose every single one of them fix sure. it so it doesn't happen in the future thank you brad yeah appreciate the barb call anytime i appreciate your call look my, you know my tone has zero impact on these lawsuits if these lawsuits are credible and they expose something and it gets rooted out and there is shown to be more widespread fraud than we're uh, than what we see right now, then yeah, then the courts will have to maybe step in and say, look, um, because of what we're discovering here, we're going to have to delay some things. We're we're going to have to delay the electors voting in these specific states. Is there a precedent for that? I don't think so. I'm not a legal beagle, but if there is widespread fraud to the degree that the president is saying, then it needs to be determined. And you're right. We do have a short time frame. The election day was November 3rd. The electors cast their votes uh, mid-December. So that gives you only, you know, if my math is correct, about six weeks. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Time is of the essence. But if you're making these explosive claims and you're prepared to make these claims even before election day, which sound like the Trump campaign was, then... Again, you know, that's my only issue. It just seemed like these uh, legal filings were just were so disjointed. But I, you know, I appreciate it. But my tone, whether I'm positive or negative, has zero, zero bearing on what happens with these particular lawsuits. Okay, it all has to do 
with the uh, with the legalese of this and the uh, legal issues. Okay, so my tone is now the votes have been cast. I have no influence over what votes are cast. Okay, so. But I appreciate uh, I appreciate Barb thinking I have that much pull and influence. I guess uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. We do want to get to one final caller. Dan and Hopkins is on line one. Hey Dan, go ahead. You are on the Northern hey, Line Trade Network. I want to I want to apologize for raising my voice at you last Sunday. So sorry about that. No <laughs> need, no Dan. No need. I I, I was I wasn't exactly a, a church mouse myself. It's all good, sir. You know, it's good. That's Spirit of right. the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, but you know what? You do you do have an influence. You may not. You're not going to have an influence on the vote, but you have an influence on maybe the attitude that we have. Uh, you're a good man, Brad, it, and that is um, our president needs our support now more than ever before. Um, because I do believe the evidence is pretty widespread. If you listen to Rudy Giuliani to any degree, you'll see that it is a massive, huge fraud in many in many respects. And so any financial support, and also the president is requesting letters, sincere letters from legitimate citizens, from each individual, from each and in, from every address, sent a letter to the White House trying to get rally support in the courts mm-hmm. to have an audit of every state. And I think there needs to be an audit in the Hennepin County and Ramsey County. I just am very skeptical that Biden would have won by 100,000 votes in Minnesota in light especially of the shenanigans of the elon omar campaign among others so that's that's all my friend okay yeah thanks dan appreciate thanks, it buddy yeah thanks uh, and I'm, I'm glad you're still calling back like i said uh, i mentioned on mitch's show i hope dan continues to call back and he did so i appreciate that uh look uh the problem is we can support the president all he wants and stand behind him and you know throw financial support to his legal team because people are getting text messages and emails first uh asking for support for the legal fight and a lot of people are pitching in that way and that's great but again it gets back to the president constantly undermines his own cause with his tweets by tweeting out just these outlandish unsubstantiated unsubstantiated allegations which are going to hurt his own legal cause and that needs to stop the president look we have to stop letting the president off the hook on this he has to be called out for just his, uh, lack of a better phrase, his dysfunction. He keeps undermining his own cause with his tweets. The defense in these cases are going to use that against them. It, it's it, it's a certainty. So that's my only thing. Uh, I'm willing to support the, the legalese, let it play out, but uh, the president has to uh, play along as well. So hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 
800-800-8384. ReliefFactor.com. AM 1280 The Patriots Business Benefactor Program is back next week. For one week only, you'll have the opportunity to make a donation to a local charity and get 40 radio ads for your business as our thank you. Keep listening for details on our Business Benefactor Program. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 1280, The 